Hello, welcome to Destiny Midweek, episode 29. I'm Mark Bell, and with me... We're still meeting. We're still still, meeting. We're still podcasting. Yeah, we are. We have social distance, though. I'm Matt. Yeah, we're, we're, we're about six feet apart. Yeah. Got a nice round table here that's making sure we're safe. Yes, but we're together in spirit. Amen. And body. Have you but touched have you touched anybody today? Okay, I've given a couple people the old elbow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing says I love you like an elbow. An elbow. An elbow bump. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it. I I don't think I've I've talked to four people today in person, other than my family before leaving the house and yeah. I haven't even L bumped them. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, like you see somebody normally, you give them a big hug. Oh yeah, and you just like yeah, you don't even you don't even get close to them. It just is so weird. Even the L bumps now feel a little. They do. They feel like it's a little over the top. Yeah, like, like you're you're encroaching in my space here. Yeah, I don't I don't know. This whole thing is nuts. It's wild. I went to the store this morning. I, I have yet. I have yet to venture there. And I went to, well, first I, I left the house about 8.30, drove by HEB. I was like, let me just go see what's going on there. And there's probably a line of 50 people waiting to get in. So wow. I like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wait. Because I, I don't need a whole lot, but man, I'm, I'm out of bananas. I need bananas. Why is there so many people? Well, they're, they're only letting a certain amount in at a time. Oh, okay. And so... Wow. They have queues. And in the queues, there's, there's like I went to Academy yesterday to, to see what the line was like. And it was way too long. So I didn't go in. But they, on the sidewalk, they had like lines painted. For you to stand? Six feet apart. So while you're waiting to go into the store that you're standing away from each other. Anyway, so I went into Sprouts. They didn't have any kind of line outside. And the line to pay inside was crazy. But they had zero bananas. Mm. We no, have we no have bananas. Some bananas that are fro or like in the refrigerator. Yeah, or we 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 have a bunch of frozen bananas that I can use for like smoothies and stuff. But yeah, I'm usually going through a good uh, three or four bananas a day. Wow, so that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I miss them. So, anyways, it's just crazy. But like inside the store, I'm just looking at all these people. Like, who knows? what they have if they have anything right i don't you know i'm walking next to by someone crossing them in the aisle and i'm kind of like moving around them in the wall wow it's just a wild experience yeah i don't i don't know it's hard for me to envision things getting back to normal right after this yeah and as quickly as things have turned into whatever this is i mean so fast mm-hmm. so fast I, I i just don't see it going back to normal this fast no like no like even if the virus disappeared tomorrow mm-hmm. i don't think we'd be just high-fiving and i don't know it's so it's gonna be it's gonna be weird it is already weird it's gonna stay weird yeah the spurs coyote posted a video on instagram and he was like high-fiving the crowd and hugging them. And I was just like getting anxious looking at it. Like, no, don't do that. I mean, it was old footage. 
Right. But just seeing a stadium full of people just felt so weird. Really? <laughs> it's like, so yeah, it it's absolutely insane how quickly we've adopted this lifestyle. And like you're saying, I don't, I don't think we will go back the other way as quick. I think it's going to take some time once it's all done. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, how you doing? How's quarantine life for your family well, going? I I haven't eaten anything today. Wow. Because I just haven't had time trying to film film and record the stuff that we're filming and recording and then I got to get home today by a certain time so that some other stuff can happen. So um what is that thing where you don't eat for a long time? You're intermittent fasting? Yeah, so I'm like and then what what's what is your body what state does it go into? Ketosis um, or I don't know. What does it go into after ketosis? No. I think I've arrived there. Yeah. I'm just like finished. Yeah, I, I I'm shocked. I thought you would have eaten before I, doing this. I, I well, I wanted to, but I I got to be home by 4. I see. So in no time. I got a little protein shake in the fridge. You want me to run and grab oh, it for oh you? Oh, God. Just go. Just right. do it. So, yeah, uh, the quarantine thing is nuts. The kids are going crazy, driving Heather insane. Yesterday was rainy, so you couldn't send the kids outside. Mm-hmm. They thought, you know, when school was canceled, it was, oh, right, we don't have to go back to school. I I think. They're ready. Yeah, I mean. It's just uh, and and you know, there's there our kids are little, so you can't just let them be unsupervised. You can't just say, "I ah, go play out in the neighborhood or something." Yeah, go ride your bikes. Mm-hmm. You know, they can ride their bikes in our backyard a little bit, but that gets boring. Yeah, so they're just like, "Do this, do that, do this, do that," and as soon as you get one settled, you know, because we got four of them. It's just a circus. It's a total circus. But it's wonderful. Parenthood, the joys. So how are they doing schooling? They're, they're, that, that's part of why I have to leave it. What time do I have to leave? I don't know. It's I have to be four. home by four. Okay. I have to be home by four because Heather has to go and pick up all their stuff from the school because today's the last day of the school because they're shutting the city down tomorrow. Yeah. Or tonight at midnight. So she has... They have this like little window where she can go and pick up all their school stuff for forever for the end of the year. Like go pick up all their supplies and and everything. So yeah, we're they send all their school stuff home and we're just doing the worksheets and I see. So they're 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 she's gonna pick up all the books and mm-hmm. materials and everything yeah. they would need. Yeah. If the school doesn't reopen for the rest of the year. Yeah, and well, they're not. I mean, they said they this said is it. yeah, the, this is it. Really? Yeah. They've canceled school for the rest of the year? Yep. Is that is that um like citywide or was I that just know. for L school? Know. I don't know. That's I, crazy. I haven't paid attention. I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of figured that would be where it went, but I didn't know they had already made that announcement. Yeah. Wow. Man. Well, I I maybe maybe I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Maybe I've got my 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 information crossed, but but maybe they're just planning in the event that it doesn't reopen. Yeah. But they said come by today and pick up all your kids' stuff because tonight at midnight we're, nobody can leave their house and nobody's going to be here 
to ever give you your stuff back. So I think it's with the idea that they're not going to reopen. It's wild. So, yeah, it's nuts. Faith's like watching some video on a laptop of math teacher teaching stuff, and it's this crazy math where you don't carry the one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, I don't know. Some, I'm like, what? I'm she's so she's asking me for help, <laughs> and I'm watching what what she's doing. I'm like, what is this? What are you doing? She's like, this is the way they taught us to do it. We're and so like when you're adding mm-hmm. like multi digit numbers, like if if it if it goes over ten, you're supposed to carry the one, right? You, you take the one, right. you put it on top, yeah. and then you keep adding down. They don't do that. I don't know what they do. It's insane to me. So I don't know what you call that math where you do it a different way. I wonder if that's what Carrie's doing at home. I don't even know. Uh, we're teaching them the right way. I'm like, erase that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that in this house. We're not doing this liberal math crap, whatever they're shoving down your throats. We're going to do, we're going to do real math here. Where we carry the one. So there, she's going to go back to school uh, next year. and Who knows? Oh, man. She'll actually know how to do math. I don't know what, what they're teaching them over there. Man. Some kind of weirdo new age math. <laughs> no. Not in my house. So things are going well. Yeah. Things are going real well. Great. We're doing okay. Carry homeschools already, so it's not she's already got the system and so it's not a big not being able to go places is kind of new yeah you know it's like yesterday she went to go pick up dinner and asked who wanted to go with her and it was like yeah let's let's get out of the house let's go ride in the car that'll be great yeah the most fun thing they did all day yeah it's it's really wild so anyways i don't know I do feel I do feel for the parents. A lot of them are having to work from home. Right. I, I mean, I was and, trying to do that yesterday. Yeah. Forget it. Total waste. Didn't even ever get to anything. <laughs> it was a disaster. And the, so I'm mad because I'm trying to, you know, trying to get stuff done. Right. And the you know the the kids don't know. They don't understand. No. And they don't. They they just don't get it. And it's like I'm guys i'm trying to work here and then if i like go isolate myself Mm -hmm. i just yeah i feel like i'm the worst (laughs) husband yeah because it's like world war three i hear everything going on you're just up there yeah yeah it's tough you know reading the bible you know (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like i have to go and interject and oh my god so that's why i came in today yeah to get some stuff done and record some stuff for King's Bible Institute. That's right. KBI online. You can do it now online for free. For free. Free of charge. No cost. Giving God's word away. If you want to do that, you can come stop by our office and pick up a workbook. It's not too late. Right. And so thankfully, churches are somewhat in a, or or, or considered an essential yeah institution right so we're able to still come here and do what we need to do to continue our services and live stream events yeah i was reading through the mayor's 
document last Proc- night. Proclamation. Yeah. Whereas, let it be known. Yeah. No, a bunch such of and such. Fancy words, but we made it. So as far as I know, we'll be able to keep doing this. And uh, no restrictions on our end, which is good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a huge building over here. We're right. still very much isolated and quarantined yes we are but yeah it's been interesting been filming a lot of video yeah been pushing out a lot of content wow so it's uh it's it's very interesting yeah i saw Uh, this uh i saw this meme that's the one thing that has been the bright spot and all this other than the lord is the memes mm -hmm. there's this meme that said like teacher says this uh what was it being a youtuber is not a real job Mm. and then it's like teachers now and it shows like (laughs) them in front of a screen like being like a person on youtube it's funny yeah i mean honestly that's what i've been spending a lot of my time with lately is how to get the best video going there you go but it's important you got to have that quality. You got to have the quality. That crispy image and yeah. crispy sound. Oh, yeah. You know, thankfully, we we know what we're doing. Yeah. No amateur amateur hour around no, here. Not at all. So anyways, you we had an interesting church service. Yeah. Again, first of its kind. Last week was first of its kind. I think this one is another first yeah. of its kind. Last week was kind of a hybrid yeah. where we planned to do it only live stream, but then the worship team was there and we let some other people filter in if they didn't get the word. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a hodgepodge. But this week was live stream only. Right. Doors were locked. Locked doors. Signs up. Yep. Go away. Out of here. Get on our live stream. Yeah. So I actually thought this week was easier mm-hmm. because I wasn't trying to do the dual audience. Yeah. I was just, I could solely focus on the live stream see. congregation. Yeah. So I, I thought it was easier actually than last week where there was kind of this two congregations. Mm-hmm. And then when we have normal church, I'm not focused on the live stream at all. Right. I'm just focused on the people who are there. So yeah, it was I, I enjoyed it. It's great. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. When we did we did some new stuff with Zoom. Yeah. Had our pre service hang. Yeah. And post service prayer time. Yeah, come come join us on oh, our, yeah. our pre service hang. That's right. On Zoom. Come hang with us. Ten ten. Ten ten to ten twenty five. Come on, get your get your coffee. Oh yeah, bring some coffee over. Get your OJ. Get your orange juice. Tell us what you're drinking. Come on, hop on there. Let us see your face. Yeah. So that was fun. Tell us how you're doing. I had Bobby Sayer all the way from California. Wow, he got up early for us. Yeah, he did. Good for him. And uh that's great. That was a lot of fun. So encourage you hop on over. You know, because we don't have a foyer right now. No way to grab some coffee with someone, catch up. So that's what we're doing there. Yeah, I think I think that's great. And then afterwards you did we had the prayer yeah. teams in yeah, private right. Zoom rooms. Right. So worked out really well it's not like you have to share your prayer requests no nope. to everyone it's just 
right with the prayer team, mm-hmm. just like on Sundays. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom yet, you you should get it. Yeah, you we're, need to. We're using would, it a lot. I would say you need to get it because we're going to be using it even more. Yeah, I'm th- I was thinking about uh, maybe doing some more Zoomage just here and there. Yeah. Like not not long things, but like a little five, ten minute throughout the day or in yeah, the morning. Just, just, just to, throw a link on uh, the socials and yeah. say, hey, come Zoom with me. Come Zoom. Let's go Zoom. Yeah. Little little prayer time in the morning before you walk downstairs for the mm-hmm. day or you know it's insanity but it i don't know maybe it no, maybe there's yeah, an interest was, in that i don't know i was thinking about that too yeah i mean it's not gonna hurt anybody right yeah and it seems i i like the idea better of the zoom thing because it's it's your people and it's semi private i guess mm-hmm. versus like the like to just start a live stream like the 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 interaction is they're seeing your face but you're only seeing their text and right i don't know it seems it seems more community mm-hmm. building and and focused to do those zoom rooms yeah more personal i i might say and a few of our community groups are yeah. zooming right yeah they're zooming they're getting their zoom on so if you're not in a community group and yeah. you want to join one, uh, hop on our website, send me an email. Yeah. Send us an email. We'll, we'll connect you. We'll drop you in a group that's meeting via zoom. Yeah. I know uh, about four people have already signed up. Really? Yeah. To be a part of a zoom group. No, oh, that's great. So we're getting them plugged in. It's really cool. Yeah. So you spoke on yeah, Acts, Acts chapter, chapter three. three, Acts chapter three. And we looked at, this awesome miracle that happened with Peter and John going to the temple and he was begging, asking for alms and the famous line, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. I don't know why I'm quoting it from the King James. Probably because of the song we used to sing all the time. How's it go? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Something like that. Wow. Sounded like something from Mary Poppins there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that Dick Van Dyke's one of my... I was actually thinking more like uh, the dad. What was his name? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what 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 is his name in, in Mr. Mary Banks. Poppins? Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks. Yeah. I was thinking of Thorndike from Herbie. Yeah, right. All of you Disney fans. Uh yeah, so that's uh that's probably why you were thinking of it in the KJV. Right. Because we've sung, sung that a it. lot in Exactly Kids Church back in the day. Exactly. Yeah, so great story, but it doesn't stop with the miracle. That's right. It continues on into his sermon. And so we looked at that, and yeah, it was great. I, I figured we'd just keep going through Acts. I mean, God's word speaks to us right where we're at, no matter where we're at. There's always something in there. It's, a, it's because it is the living word of God, wherever it's ha- whatever situations are happening in our world. God's word, it, it just comes alive, and it speaks to us. So I was thinking, do I do I stop Acts? 
do I do a different series? It's mm-hmm. more focused on what we're going through. And even as, as I get into it, it's like, no, I mean, this applies exactly to where we're at, yeah. you know? So I, 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 that's just so cool about God's word, how, how it works that way. So in your preparation for this week, did you do anything different knowing that it was going to be strictly to an at-home audience? Did that affect anything or was, as far as preparation goes, getting ready for the message, was it about the same? No, I don't think it affected it at all. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, I I have that mental audience always as I'm preparing. I have a mental audience Mm -hmm. and it was just you know, my mental audience was our people at home mm-hmm. in their living rooms. I, I, I kind of picture them watching it on their TVs. I don't know if most people watch it on their TV. They probably watch it on their phone or computer. Yeah. Unless they're, you know, tech savvy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just envision that and prepare the way I, I normally do. The funny thing was I thought for sure, I thought for sure, for certain that, it was going to be shorter. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to be able to zip through this in 30 minutes. Don't even need the countdown. I really don't even need it, but I'm I'm going to zip through this in 30 minutes because without the, the crowd interaction, yeah. the congregation there to ag me on or, or whatever, yeah, totally zip through this in 30 minutes. And then I blew past my timer <laughs> again, so that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I was noticing that. But I I got a question, not like a submitted question, but as I'm just looking at the titles and the of the specific right, sections. The, the four points or No. Okay. Just and on on online I'm looking at chapter three. So like the first section it's the lame beggar healed. Yeah. But then the next thing it says Peter speaks in Solomon's portico. Yeah. Did you I did you mention that? I was kind of running here and there. I, I read it. I mean, it, it mentions it in the text. What is a portico? It's a porch. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a porch. So there was a porch called Solomon's. I don't know why it was called Solomon's. I guess I could look into that. Um, it was probably named after him in honor of the temple that Solomon built that had been destroyed and now rebuilt. And... So it's like a little, basically a step. And what what's amazing is that the, the details that Luke is giving mm-hmm. grounds, really grounds the, this story in, in history. So he mentions at the beginning, when they go up to the temple, the beautiful gate, that he was out specifically in this area, of the temple grounds. Mm-hmm. And then again, by calling it attention to Peter standing on Solomon's portico, basically he stood up on that to have an elevated position to address the people like a little stage. Mm-hmm. But, but those are, are two details that say, this isn't, this isn't mythology. This isn't, uh, some fairy tale, some made-up story. Yeah, it's not like the Lord of the Rings and the places that they name the whatever Helm's Deep, right? Whatever, or like Harry Potter, or you know, yeah, 
I don't know any of those names because I'm a real Christian. I don't. Yeah, I might, but I'm not going to say them because I'm a real Christian. Exactly. So the, but you, you know what I'm saying? It's not mythology. It's, it's not made up places. Luke is, Luke grounds this really in history by naming these, these real places that people would know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it again goes back to chapter one where Luke says, I'm, I'm undertaking this task of, of giving you an accurate picture of the events that have happened. And so Luke is writing a, a history of the, the Christian movement. And he, as a, as any good historian, he, he, he sprinkles in these details that give us context for the, the, the events that happened and where they transpired. So it was quite a message he preached, right? It was very uh, jarring, you could say, yeah. for the people there. Right. Yeah, I mean, so confrontational. And it, it's, you know, we've, we looked at Peter before his first sermon. You went back and kind of went through his life. But again, just like, the, these are the same people that he was terrified of and wouldn't even admit right. to associating with Jesus. Now he's pretty much calling them out saying hardcore. And he did in the and he did uh you know in Acts chapter 2 as well saying that you you killed Jesus. You're you're the ones that crucified him. And and in this one he addresses them again and he says God that that though you may have done it in ignorance mm-hmm. you you didn't understand what you were doing yet it was wrong and god will hold you accountable for your sin but the time of ignorance is past because i'm here telling you the truth so not only are you responsible for your sin that you committed in ignorance now your now even your excuse of ignorance has been removed because now i've shed the light of the truth on it so now you must repent or you stand condemned before God mm-hmm. for your actions because you killed the author of life. What a statement. Yeah. What a statement. Yeah, it's really cool because, you know, in, in Genesis, there was obviously a plurality going on when God was creating. Right. And so we believe Jesus was there with God during creation, but it's just cool to see Peter locking that in. Yeah, sure. Saying Jesus is the creator of all life. Really cool. Is there anything that you left out or was it that were you able to get to everything since you weren't really concerned with the time? I, I, yeah, I think I I got through everything pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't I I wanted to say some of the stuff that we had said just a few minutes ago about him grounding it in history mm-hmm. that this is real events, real people. It's not mythology. This isn't a fairy tale. But I I chose not to say that, but you brought it up, so I got to mention it here. Um Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole issue of healing today. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And whether we have this power to to do this, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get into all of that. I see. If we as as Christians today have the the power, like P- 
Peter and John did to say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I just didn't want to get into any of that. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting topic. It's, it's an interesting debate between Christians about the if the apostles had certain powers that we don't have access to anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... I don't think that that is the case. I, I, because then they, they, they go on to say, why, why are you marveling? Is as if we did this by our own power. It's not through our power. It's through the power of Jesus and faith in His name mm-hmm. that has made this man well. So they say it's not our power, but it's the power of Jesus. And do we still have access to that power today? I believe that we do. So I, I don't think that it has stopped, but they did have something that we don't have. They had three years walking with Jesus mm-hmm. where he was teaching them these things. They saw him do these things yeah. with their own eyes. And even while Jesus was still here, he, he sent them out to go and to heal and to preach. He sent the 72 out, gave them power over demons, gave them power to heal. And so they had not only sat under Jesus and watched him do it, he had then trained them and sent them to do it. And so while I think we have access to the same power as Christians today, we we simply haven't been through the same events that they had gone through mm-hmm. that gave them such a confidence to do it. Yeah. So that's that's my take. I yeah, I didn't want to get into all that on a Sunday, especially when I can't read the people. Yeah, right. Right? Like I can't see how how it's landing mm-hmm. and how it's coming across. And that's not faith building at all to just like get into that. Yeah. But it is an interesting topic because there are people who think that the apostles had certain powers that we don't have, that those miracles, the power to work miracles, that that died with the apostles. And I don't think that it did, but I do think that they had an experiential context and faith to draw on that you and I simply don't have, whether or not we can develop it we can only do we can only live the life that God's given us to live. Yeah. And we do our we do our best. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have the confidence to go pull a lame man up. That's what Peter did. I mean, yeah. he he pulled him up. He grabbed him by the hand and he said in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk and he pulled him up onto his feet. Yeah. I don't have the confidence to do that. Is it a lack of faith? In the power of Jesus? No, I don't think so. It, it's it's a lack of faith in my in myself, really, to discern whether Jesus is really telling me to go do that or not. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. the lack of faith comes in. And then I've heard horror stories about people <laughs> doing that, and the guy in the wheelchair falls onto the floor, you know? Yeah. And then the people that pulled him out said, you weren't healed because you yes. didn't have enough yeah. faith. And it's just like, 
man, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I don't want to be the guy going around <laughs> pulling people onto the floor in the name of Christ. And you're all over the news. So all of, I mean, you know, we have all of that stuff that's that's messing with yeah. us. It's messing with us. And that they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And they had the opposite. They had seen Jesus do it with their own eyes. That's a, a settled confidence in their heart. They had even done it themselves while Jesus was alive. Another settled confidence. And so, again, I don't think it's a lack of power that we have access to today, but I do think that it's more about just who we are and, and what we've been through in our lives, if that makes sense. It does to me. Yeah, because, I mean, I you know, I hear stories of in other countries where they have these big time revivals and healings going on. And and I think that if, if you experience that, of course it will build your faith and give you confidence going right. forward. Right. And so like, I know I, pastor yeah. Terry has seen right. people's legs get straightened out and right. Right. Burns disappear. And right. I've never, I've never seen that. Yeah. And, um, in, in fact, what we've seen is a lot of the opposite. I've seen false people. Uh, we, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, you can go on YouTube and, and watch the news reports of in the early nineties of, in the eighties of these false teachers, these televangelists that had radios in their ears and, uh, you know, they had people feeding to them information yeah. about other people right. and, and, and pe- people in wheelchairs that were planted, they were plants. And like you read all of like, yeah, that's what we've seen. And I, I've never seen a guy get up out of a wheelchair. I've never, I've never seen someone receive their sight. I've, I've never seen someone's hearing be restored. And I know other people have seen those things, but I haven't seen them. And so it's, it's a little bit difficult to just like step into that. Yeah. You know, and again, in first Corinthians 12 it talks about how we don't all have the same gifts mm-hmm. that the the holy spirit gives different gifts to different people in the body of christ one of those gifts is the gift of healing and so you know I, I if i don't have the faith to pull someone out of a wheelchair maybe i don't have the gift of healing mm-hmm. but do i have the gift of exhorting and teaching and preaching yeah absolutely because i'm happy to stand up in front of everybody and say you have to believe in jesus or you're going to hell so different gifts yeah in operation different in the body of christ great yeah there you go we do have a couple of questions that came in lisa sent in some questions so let's see the first one Oh, this is great. She says thank you for all the amazing work you're doing to quickly flex in the limitations implemented by this crisis and still provide a place of hope, support, education, love, and some semblance of normalcy for us all. I really don't know how I could go on without my destiny family right oh, now. Wow. That's really, thank you. Well, I mean, we're, we're literally every day. It's like, we're just kind of, I would say last week we were really winging it, what we were doing and yeah, trying to figure out new technologies, new apps and yep. throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Yep. So 
it means a lot to us to hear that some of what we're doing is making a difference because that's what we're here to do. Uh, okay, so a couple of questions. First, well, uh, I mean, you kind of got to get over the thing in your head that says, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to a camera. Yeah. Is anybody on the other side of that doing this podcast? Right. When we started doing this 29 episodes ago, you were really struggling with it, especially. <laughs> I wasn't as much because like four years ago, I had started a verse of the day podcast mm-hmm. and had yeah. been doing that a lot before I stopped because I didn't have time. But anyway, you got to get over that thing of like, is this a joke? Mm-hmm. Is this for real? Is anybody going to watch this? Is anybody going to listen to this? Yeah. Am I, am I, is this a, is this an exercise in my own pride that I think that people should come and listen to me? Who am I to put myself out there? And this situation forces us, if, if we're going to have any interaction with the people of Destiny Church, which we, we want to continue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We don't think the church should just stop because we can't come together. It forces us to just get beyond all of that. Yeah, that those sort of hurdles and obstacles that would stop us from from in in normal times focusing on these things. So all of that to say, it's good to hear that at least Lisa appreciates. Yeah. and we've heard we've heard from quite a few other people that have really appreciated us trying trying doing our best yes. to continue to share God's word and encouragement with people during this time. So thank you. Okay. So she has two questions. The first one in Acts one thirteen, it names the disciples present during the time who gathered during this time who gathered in the upper room In Acts three, one through five, it is very clear that only Peter and John went up for prayer, even though this was before James's death. Is there some significance that it was only these two disciples that brought about healing in Jesus's name even though they weren't the only two in the area who had personally known Jesus. Is it significant that it was Peter and John without James, the apostle James, not the brother of Jesus, James? I don't think so. I think that, again, this is just Luke describing them in an average day, two of them going up to uh, the time of prayer. I, I do find it interesting, you know, you mentioned Peter, James, and John. Those were the three people that went up onto the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. saw Jesus' face shining brighter than the sun, Moses and Elijah come down from heaven to have a conference with Jesus. I, I mean, th- without a doubt, what those three men saw on that mountaintop is the most glorious thing that any human eye has ever seen, period. There's never been anything more amazing, more glorious, more wonderful that has ever entered the human eye than what those three men saw on the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. period. So, again, that goes back to the confidence, right? They had seen this event of Jesus. They had watched him be betrayed, murdered, killed on a cross, the most horrific of deaths, yet they had seen him risen from the dead in power, ascended in glory, the spirit poured out, tongues as of fire, rushing mighty wind. I think in that sense, it is significant that, yeah, it's Peter and John because 
of what they had been through. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's interesting, I find really interesting, is the two, Peter and John. John that we know is the closest to Jesus, his most dearest and most intimate friend. John, who was at the foot of the cross while Jesus was being crucified because he, Jesus is the one, or John rather, is the one that Jesus entrusted his mother Mary to at the cross. Mm-hmm. Mary, this is your son, or mother, now this is your son, John. John, this is now your mother. Take care of my mother for me. So John never forsook Jesus. Even at the foot of the cross, John is there. Peter, on the other hand, denied Jesus and, and ran away in fear. And so to see the two of them from the opposite ends of the spectrum together, I think is really cool. Yeah. That all of that had been worked out mm-hmm. and mended. So I think if, if I was going to say if, if there's a significance to it being them two, it's simply that these were two that had seen Jesus transfigured and these were two who on the night Jesus was crucified were at two different ends of the spectrum, but now they're back together, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. That is. Second question. In Sunday sermon, Pastor Matt applied this chapter to our current situation. And in his fourth point, talked about how Peter immediately shifted the focus off of himself and onto the power of Jesus when the people marveled at the healed lame man. There's a lot of behavior going on in our world right now that make it easy to get angry or upset about other people's response to this crisis, whether it's to be price gouging, some people's refusal to follow instructions for social distancing, or some people's callous and apathetic commentary about what subset of people will be most impacted by this illness. When Peter sought to shift the people's focus, Acts 3.12 indicates that he questioned them. My Bible labels... 3.11 as Peter admonishes the onlookers. My question is, although ultimately our goal is to shift our, ours and others' attention to hope and faith in Christ Jesus, who is the only answer, do we also have a right, responsibility, or need to speak up and admonish people when we see them acting in a way that may be harmful, disobedient, and thoughtless, even when they are not believers? I don't know. I don't know. Every situation is different. Yeah. Every relationship is different. There's no two relationships that are the same in all of planet Earth. Even a relationship between two people, that relationship isn't the same for the people on either end. Mm -hmm. So in every one relationship, there's two sides of that. So to apply, uh, it's impossible to say what you should do in those situations. And I understand what she's saying. There's been, I mean, you see stuff you and you hear people saying stuff that is just, is just you, you feel is wrong. Mm-hmm. And what do you do in those situations? Do you have a, a, a responsibility to, to bring correction? I, w- I will say that uh, it can be helpful if it's done in a spirit of love. I think uh, whenever it was, maybe a month ago, I was kind of ranting in a group chat about how the coronavirus isn't as deadly as the flu and like, why are people freaking out? The flu this, the flu that. It was probably a month ago, maybe even more. And my, our brother Micah actually said, you should look at the, the inf- how the infection rate and the mortality rate. Mm-hmm. That even though 
the mortality rate's only a few percentages higher. It's actually like 20% or some very large number higher on the infection rate. And that those two things combined give this disease the potential to do a lot more harm than the flu. And all I was saying was basically, no, like, like why are people freaking out? It's not even as bad as the flu. And so he shifted my understanding of that very quickly. But again, it depends on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know what? A great, a great biblical precedent for this is found in Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs written by the wisest man who's ever lived, Solomon. And so th- this is the best advice I could give you on this situation. Do you know what I'm going to read? No. Okay. Proverbs 26 verse 4 says this, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you become like him yourself. Verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So these two verses, back to back, right on top of each other. Solomon says, don't answer a fool according to his folly, otherwise you'll become like him in your argument. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, answer a fool according to his folly, or he'll be wise in his own eyes, or he'll give it, you know, he'll be give into his his lies his deceit and so what what do we do here these these verses tell us to do the exact opposite thing it's a it's all about context it's all about the situation sometimes you have to speak up and say actually no this is not like the flu actually no it's not just old people that are getting sick and dying actually young people can be very affected by this illness and we have a responsibility to not continue to spread it. And then there's sometimes where you just say, this person is a fool, and no matter what I tell them, they're not going to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's just being sensitive to the situation, knowing the person that you're talking to, are they going to receive it or not? Do they have any chance of receiving it or not? And then being sensitive to the Holy Spirit as he leads and guides through those situations. So that's the best advice I could give you Yeah, from Solomon. The answer is yes. Do both. Yeah. Well, good. Hopefully that's helpful for y'all who are listening. And uh, just wanted to thank y'all for tuning in. And we'll be talking to you very soon. If you would like to join KBI and you're listening to this Wednesday, head on over to the office if it's before 4.30 and uh, grab a book. We'll give you the link to the videos and y'all can tune in kbi there's i'm I'm excited that it's free i know some people are able to take it right now who have never been able to take it before or due to work and family life and stuff so it's a great way to stay engaged stay plugged into the word and kind of introduce yourself to a new community of people here at the church so we got that going on tonight if you have anybody that you know in the grades of 6 to 12 we're going to be having a, a hangout for our youth service on zoom and then Sunday morning, 1010, come on into the Zoom room and get ready for a great service. And until then, have a great rest of your week.